Time to get the real Kipper and Bourne show going. We are live on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6 p.m. You can always download us wherever you get your pod. And remember all week, Texas at 590-590. It's Nick Kiprios. It's Justin Bourne. It's Derek Brandeo. It's Jen Rolnick. And it's the Wayne Newton of our show <laughs> back, Sammy McKee. Hey, boys. Wearing the Vegas Golden Knights hat, yeah. no less. Are uh, you allowed on a Maple Leaf yeah. hour yeah. to wear yeah. Vegas Golden Knights? I am, yeah. You know, this mic's really high. Didn't really get to look at it here. Uh, I will say that I am a bit of a, a convert to the Golden Knights. I uh, was able to take in the game on Saturday are night. You, are you past the Leafs and on to the Knights now? I would love to be. I got to tell you. <laughs> I got to tell you. The whole That's experience. The best of all. Can't be. That I just, I wish fully that I could just absolve the Leafs and just be a Knights guy from now on, but okay, work like you, that. You went down the strip. You went yeah. to the sphere. I don't care yeah. about that. I yeah. want to hear what you thought about going to a hockey game in Vegas. Um, I can't say enough great things. I really can't. Like, I just... From the pregame show, which is just the most absurd thing ever. Yeah. Like, it's like a night, and he's, like, breathing fire, and he's got a... It was insane. And then just the game ops in general, and just how they keep people interested, the passion of the fans. And I will say that, like, you know, we were there with a few people from Allie's work, you know, shout out Justin, shout out the boys. And they are talking about it, how there's no scars there. Yeah, that's nice. Right, where it's like you go to a Leaf game here and you're like, oh, everybody's just expecting bad things to happen. Yeah. And you go there and they've been a team for, what, seven years? They've been to the final twice. They've won the cup. They're in the conference final every single year. We had an, we had an Uber driver that found out we were from Toronto and he's like, we were talking about, he's like, oh, I love hockey. He's like, oh, we had to wait so long for that cup. And I, said, I looked at him and I was like, buddy, <laughs> my dad was 10, okay? Can you save it? He's like, if it wasn't for that flurry, we would have won it. I'm like, what? What's going on? So, all in all, an incredible experience. But yeah, I uh, I wish I could be a Knights guy through and through. They're my new team, my second team. Go Knights, go! You know, it, it, it's not as satisfying without having to go through. You know, when Frodo finally got to Mordor and got yeah. through, he got rid of the ring. Yeah. It would not have been as fun had he not had to go through the marshes and all the misery. You got to go through yeah. something to to really appreciate it. And, and they're down two zip going to the third period against the Penguins. They weren't playing very well. And, you know, there's just championship pedigree. They come out in the third period, light them up, score three, win the game. Love uh, a Dubas team Pat, in the third period. Pat Rasson's kid scored yes. the winner. Yeah, which is hilarious. That's a great because, story. Well, because he's One of Sid's the top agent. agents. Yeah, and he's yeah. Sid's agent. And Sid used to babysit Brendan when they were kids. Not a joke. Yeah. So they, they go yeah. way back. Yes. And Sid gave him a stick after the game, I guess. And sounds yeah. Great. And he was a beautiful goal. But, yes, yeah, Vegas is... It's a different world. It's a different world. I've never experienced well, anything like it. So there you go, boys. There's the breakdown. Uh, uh, hellhole. Of yeah, a hellhole. Like, it's a dystopia. I, but it's I'll fun tell you for a weekend. I'll tell you right now, I would not want it to be there one minute longer. Every, I no couldn't have been happier. Vegas is going, wish I had more time. No, <laughs> no that's for sure. Well, despite uh, how successful our show was Friday, we're glad yeah. you're back. <laughs> I know. We're glad Listen, you're back. But you're, you're, I got... So many messages. Disco Dan coming for you. I came in on Monday. Kipper's like, your lineup's crap. I just like, I'm dead. I, I take off one day, well, two days all year. And the, they bring in the, the A squad and now I'm screwed. Yeah. He says the first thing he says on our show this week is uh, my mic's high. And I'm like, that's where Dan set the bar, bud. Your, your mic's high because that's where Disco put 
the bar for you. Yeah, I saw my boy. I'm happy for him. Good yeah. job. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Daniele. Okay. Appreciate your from, um, Just move on. <laughs> from afar, I think you stayed on top of at least knowing what's going on yeah. in Leafland because uh, we're here to kind of break it down. Before we do on the things that we liked and didn't like over the weekend, uh, let's start with you, JB, first on the overall feel of coming home off a Seattle win with basically a win one, lose one yeah. uh, feel. Is that is that okay? Is that uh, enough to suggest that people shouldn't be ready to judge this team today for the rest of the season is it still wide open based on what you saw this weekend you know you look at this uh Leafs team and I think I've said on this show that I think they're probably somewhere between the sixth and 11th best team in the league people listening might think they're higher people listening might think they're lower but they're not they're kind of a middling to good middling team they go on this road trip they beat Seattle who absolutely stinks that team is and they're missing Yanny Gord, whatever, terrible team who they beat. Great. They lost to Vancouver, who's unbelievable. So you expect them to lose to the best team in the NHL. They beat Calgary. It's, eh, they're okay. And the Oilers were uh, unbelievable. So in so, a nutshell, they can beat the teams that are out of the playoffs, but they can't beat the teams that are in the playoffs. Well, I'll say they can That's beat what, the teams that, that are out of the playoffs. They can't beat the teams that look like legit cup contenders. Because, I mean, the Oilers and Canucks yeah. are not teams that are squeaking in the playoffs. And, they're, and end of Leafs hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's like where they're at for me. So I don't, I'm just, my point is, I'm not sitting here today feeling different than I did when I talked to you last. I, I think last night put a better taste in my mouth for sure. I, I, you know, I think Seattle was pretty bad for a lot of that game, but I think it was a pretty disciplined effort from the Lakes. I thought they were, they, they played, played well. They had the puck a lot. Yeah. Thought they, they did well there. But the, so, uh, that Saturday game was a, it was, you know, they could on them for battling back, but the goals that are going in, Brody and Riley, front row seats for everything, it's just like, oh, my God. That's a wake-up call. Yeah, two totally different hockey yeah. games. See, I am, they're, they're coming home. They go from playing one of the worst teams in the league in Seattle, and I, I get it. I know, they the, won the, nine so straight. The guys, the guys that aren't there, and they are a better team. than They've the, lost they, four straight now. They, they've, they've shown, but last night, they might as well have been one of the worst teams in the league. Right, so I forget it was Yanni Gord they're missing and Vince Dunn, Vince Dunn, who basically yeah. those are two, and and there is a flu going through them that's yeah. wiped out uh, a lot of them on the energy and and they it's real, it's, and I'm not using it as an excuse. It's just real fact yep. that when you get hit hard, it's it's going to affect your hockey club. But they are coming home on a basic split, and to your point. If they are six to eleventh, there it is a possibility for a team to win the Stanley Cup from uh, sixth absolutely. to eleventh. Yes, but there's also so much evidence to suggest that they won't still coming home. Right. So yeah. So where are we? Yeah. Going into the All Star break for this team. We are that they got a couple of really big hockey games coming up against a very good Winnipeg Jets team. Like, I I feel like every game it's like, well, next game we'll get more answers. I just, we got, uh, what's his name there, John Tavares, eight games without a point now. Bertuzzi's That's longest in his career, I think. It is. Six six goals through 46 games for Bertuzzi. You're looking for these depth guys, someone to help out, and 
All right, Nick Robertson's shooting it in the net. That's good. But, like, you're just waiting for more than what we thought they were, which was a top-heavy team. It was harder for Bertuzzi to shoot it at the goalie's chest yeah. than it was to score on that chance in Vancouver. Like, <laughs> it, it was more it. open net. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Were you on using two Winnipeg Jet games this coming week before going into All-Star break to mm-hmm. truly deciding that this team should go for it or not? It's a good question, but I mean, there's a lot of games before the deadline, so I don't think these two games are end-all, be-all, but I think it's pretty telling. I mean, if you get starched in both of these games, I think it's pretty clear to the 6-11 to conversation, you can talk about maybe even a little lower than that. Like, they're they're in there, but I mean, you know, what we've talked about this team, they go in there, they beat, they win one of these games, they get three points out of these games, everybody be feeling great. So, it really does feel like it's a game-to-game basis on how to feel about them. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember it being so up and down, the feelings. Like, I know, you know, they're way more inconsistent this year than in years past in terms of the feeling about oh, is this? Uh, I see such a fork in the road right now. And I, 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 listen, there's nobody that follows the Leafs closer than us. There's maybe a few that are, are right there with us. But I can honestly tell you, like, I don't know. I know. I don't know whether or not this team should be a buyer or a seller at this point. Well... You know, it feels to me like you can't... I, I understand the point, like, from a neutral or whatever, but it feels to me like you can't tell Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, Riley, that we're just going to punt a year. You know, like, so even if you don't go all in, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no way you can sell guys. I, I think it's a light buy, yeah. you know, as opposed to my wife in Vegas this weekend. It's a light buy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a little... You just... Yeah, add a depth guy. Yeah, that maybe you can mix in in on defense. Stay add tuned a for add, add a Walker. winger. Yeah, like John Walker, a winger to play maybe a defensive guy. Like I don't think you're. And then you the roll first. the dice with basically the yes. lineup that you, you hope have. Wool gets hot. You hope your superstars finally have a playoffs that blows people out of the water. But wouldn't this be like this? Oh, would yeah, be the very, way it would work. They'd be unbelievable or something. The, the thing to me is that it would be you go into the playoffs. You're the eighth seed, the seventh seed. No you're, one's expecting you're, anything. You're Florida last year. Yeah, but, but they're not. But the thing is, they're not Florida. <laughs> but in theory, in theory, you get hot at the right time. You just catch somebody off guard, and then you get going. Like yeah. I feel like they're the least predictable you put up a, they've ever been. You put a dollar in the slot machine. You pull it, and then it it rains money. You might win eight hundred dollars. Right? Definitely did not do that when I did it. Yeah, didn't work. It okay. was over pretty quick. <laughs> Let's get some thoughts uh, on Saturday night's game because uh, I have a few of my own on Saturday night. Uh, but let's go to Sheldon Keefe for our first uh, Kippers Clipper on what his overall thought was with this 6-4 loss to the Vancouver Canucks. Well, I thought I thought our first two shifts were good. Uh, I thought we had good life and good energy on those first two shifts. Even the third shift, which was where we got scored on, started while we were on their half of the ice playing in their zone and then uh, you know three or four times we don't get the puck out or don't make a play with the puck I should say we give it back to him Jonesy has a chance to freeze the puck and end, end everything for us and and, uh, and it gets away on him now we're just defending tired and, and they competed us at our net uh, and I thought that was you know, a bit of a bit of a theme you know for the game with their with their goals just them out competing us in around our net we should double dip on clips and just play your audio from last night showing the Nyes yeah. penalty. Or, sorry, no, or bad shift to start the game. 
Kip's point was just that Vancouver had uh, some good ozone changes, keeping fresh bodies on the ice. Mikheyev comes off for Hoaglander, who ends up scoring the goal. Meanwhile, Leafs guys out there for Nyes was 204 when the puck went in. Late in the second period. 204. Yeah, 204. And I'm with Sheldon that you could spot different uh, plays or shifts or lapses, but I still thought the the Leafs could have won the game. Mm -hmm. Against Vancouver, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It was a winnable game. Yeah. You just didn't find a way to get it done, but... Dumb penalties and let it get away from you. Yes, 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 yes. Bad penalty Number kill. one, just a better goalie Saturday night. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he Sometimes was it is that horrific. I didn't like all but maybe one goal. Yeah. And Demko didn't have a great game led by, what, three goals in seven minutes? Yeah. But he still made the saves that well, he had he to. he was really good when the chips were down. Yes. Like at 6-4, he yeah. was unbelievable. But better goaltending could have left the game at least a lot more open-ended on yeah. on a Leaf win. But, I mean, yeah, you can pick and choose what, a number of things that you didn't like outside of uh, bad goaltending. You know, it's funny because we sit here today and it's like Ilya Samsonov has been redeemed. He had this unbelievable game. He made 16 saves against Seattle, but some 10-bell saves. And Martin Jones is going the wrong direction and it's all too much. And then you look at... They gave him the Vancouver Canucks, and they gave Samsonov, you know, a flu-ridden Seattle team minus their their best players. You know, it, it was set up for Samsonov to find his way back, and that's good. Sitting here today, I think a lot of us would say, and maybe we will, that Samsonov should probably get the next game. But he definitely got handed the the better cards this weekend among goalies. Well, we've been talking about the worm turning with Martin Jones here for a while. Yeah. It wasn't just one game. That's true. No, with Jones. it's been kind of trending in this direction. Yeah, three for a or while. four goals now for the last yeah. little while. Like it's, and I've said we said this from day one that it's like, yeah, you can lean on this for a little bit, and he's going to have the best numbers in the league for ten games or whatever. But this is going to turn. He's Martin Jones. Yeah. There's a track record there. He's yep. getting older, yeah. and it's starting to turn. But there's a lot of those but guys. Gotta, I'm not taking away from what he gave them. No. Like he gave them a massive stretch of hockey against some Listen, bad teams that they needed. They're out there. They're they're good enough to be in the league. And they're good enough to look great in in short spurts, mm-hmm. but they're not number one goalies. No, if he right? J- uh, Reimer, yeah, uh, Ranta, yeah, like there's a number of them that you can say will always be able to, but they it's it's not sustainable. This is the thing with there's a lot of call up guys. They give you their best for a short stretch, but there's a reason they can't be in every night. Yeah, yeah. Jones's last five games, he's given up four, but, five, four, four, six. Let's, let's go to Sheldon <laughs> Keefe on on Martin Jones. How would you assess where Jones' game is at? I think Jones has been fine. we got to do a better job in front of him. Yay. Good. Okay. I like that. I, li- I like that he's just like no further questions, yeah. Your Honor. Well, Rick Tockett uh, in between periods tells his players, hey, try the back door on the power play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> yeah. Two goals. Yeah. I know. Yeah, he's not his best. Yeah, that's, I mean, that to me is if the Leafs were, you know, we're talking about light additions to this team. The penalty kill is somewhere where you should try to add some guys that can do that. Yeah. Giordano is probably past his best before date on the top PK unit. I know you probably feel that same way, but Jake McCabe, 
been better for them, and the PK should probably take on yeah. those minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Simone Benoit can probably handle some of that. Lilligren's not a natural PK guy to me either. So, do you want to hear about the PK? Do we want to hear coach on it? Not really. Okay, yeah. I don't either. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I mean, just win a couple more faceoffs, and you'll be a lot better. Peachy Keen. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I thought kind of got underplayed Saturday night, mm-hmm. which bothered me was the Tyler Myers swing at John Tavares that almost decapitated him. I mean, that's as vicious a throw as you can throw at a guy who's not in a fight with you. That was a Widowmaker. That was a bomb. 100%. The thing that bothered me the most about it is the little noise that followed it. When was it in the game? Was it not at the end of the game? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. And I'm just saying to myself, what if that was Sid Crosby? What if it was Connor McDavid? Like, where would we have been on, like, that topic? Mm-hmm. Where where would we have been? You mean media-wise or team-wise? Yeah, media-wise. Yeah. Everybody. Players, media, fans. Like, you thought that was a pretty bad oh, I thought I thought it was just, like... I thought, yeah, I thought it was, like, a really bad attempt to hurt the captain of your hockey club. Yeah, if you, if you don't, okay. can't picture it, it was, he was kind of tied up with someone else. Tavares came in to help him out, and Myers hauled he, he off and would, swung at his, his face. face. And as Tavares was coming in, and it glances off the side of his forehead. So where would we have been on a topic of conversation on that particular play if he swung at Austin Matthews? How would you have felt about it? I don't think I would feel any different in that in those scrums, people throw punches and it's hard to like penalize a guy for, you know, attempted murder it's not in the this penalties. case. It's like it, you just can't, you can't let that go. To me, just the mere fact that because it's Tavares and because we've painted a picture about Tavares that he doesn't get the same respect on on, on other players, but yeah, I get it. He he's not Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. I get that he's not Sidney Crosby, but he's also the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Where, some, like, it just, it just genuinely it just, asking it just, what? to me it, because he wears the C on the jersey today, and it's, it's not about whether he deserves it or doesn't deserve it, or right. it's just it's just not it's a bad look to me. So, but, uh, genuinely asking, do you think that like? In the newspaper, on sports talk radio, whatever, it should be like, how is this punch allowed to be thrown? Yeah. Or do you think yeah. it's that the team should yeah. have decapitated Myers? No. Or- well, listen, I mean, there's different ways that you can turn around and answer anything out in the ice, and that's for the players to determine that, not me sitting in front of a mic today. But I just, I think it's another example of teams feeling like they can take more liberties to the Leafs and and perhaps feel like there's there's no consequences and i'm not listen if you want to bring it back to it, it, where's the sandpaper where's the the snot well, are they soft yeah. i think myers takes a run at a soft team well, by going and almost do you, breaking your captain's face he was yeah. running around the whole night too do you know yeah yarn yarn on the bench cross check riley to me it's is a, it, this tied to ryan reeves at all Ryan Reeves is uh, yeah, Luke Fox had a great article. Yeah, 
I, he's available. He says he's healthy. He's on IR. He doesn't know why he's just, on IR. It's not to say that I'm not here to say Ryan Reeves should have been in the lineup. I'm just saying that you haven't solved your problem of, of teams feeling like they could take a swing like that at a captain and feel like there's no no repercussions. That's all. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little oversensitive to it, and it's not that big of a deal. No, it was a bad thing. But I think think it's a big deal. And, well, I mean, to Tavares' credit, and I think the fact that it didn't connect is obviously why it wasn't a bigger brouhaha, but it was part of a scrap that was already happening. Like, he's yeah. the third man in. He's going in there to support well, his guy. He's only going, in, he's going in there fighting. because Morgan went in there. Yeah. And, I, and I, let's give credit John, to both those guys yeah, who were yes. physically involved and engaged. Morgan took another cheap shot in front of the net. and he God, Morgan's been so good this he, year. He is so he's no problem, you know, going and confronting Myers, which you should. Weekend, he was feisty. Which you should. Mm-hmm. But there's just, somehow it just doesn't get the energy up on okay. a hockey club or a pulse up like it yep. should that's all yeah i thought that game had good i don't know jawing a lot of energy a lot of back and forth so yeah well that's we'll, what ha- that's what happens when the leafs go out there the games are always by great the, way, the leafs had three great games where the oilers are like rivalry night yeah. and the canucks are like rivalry night and i know going into winnipeg this week it's going to be like you know going back to jason spezza and I, neil peonk it's rivalry time again it's I like why that every is. night for the leafs this in Canada, rivalry leafs. night hey, yeah do you want to uh every go, te- every team plays like it's their game 7 against the leafs that's why they you know do you want to go to samsonov time. or you want to stay on on tavares's slump a little bit here is that how concerned are you that this is just uh time of the year where he happens to have one of the worst slumps of his career and he will get back on course to being a solid second line guy producing mm. or is this more well it's definitely more to me like i don't think this is just super unlucky i had some stats on the broadcast last night about Tavares' last eight games the his fall off statistically it's underlying numbers too it's cycle chances it's slot chances it's shot attempts all that stuff so i think some of it is real uh, just don't really know what to do about it, boss. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like put him on the wing and have Nylander as center seems to be the only suggestion. I threw out on the telecast, putting him with Marner and Matthews. I, I like the idea of putting him with Matthews, say, and having Marner and Nylander as the wings on a line that can be dynamic or together. Or center on the second line. Who's that? Nylander or Marner. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're both natural sure. centermen. So play those two together and give them someone else. I like that too. I like giving Tavares an option like that. And uh, who, who moves in with Tavares, Matthews, and Yarncroc? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm not saying that, but that's probably the best answer. <laughs> but the problem is you don't want to use your best guy because you need Yarn- him on three lines. So maybe Domi? How, Yarncroc is curve. We're just we're having the same Yarn-Croc conversation. is the fifth Flexi. best forward by a mile Flexi. this year. No, he's the fourth best forward this year. Flexi. Okay, Yarncroc uh, sw- swung me. Ten goals this year yeah. on every line. Yeah. PK no, I, works hard. That's not what I notice. I notice he's getting his nose dirty yeah. a lot more. He's a lot feistier. He's maybe the best deal on the team. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been really yeah, effective my hat, for them. I tip my hat to okay. Yarn, Yarn Croak's uh, season. Yeah, he's been okay. good. So Matthews is a goal-a-game guy. He's he's going to want to see JT. Marner disappear. Like, all, all Marner does is just feed him. Yeah, but, I mean, you and I can go in circles on this, but, like, I don't care if he wants that. <laughs> I don't. I want to have the best hockey team I can have. 
the best team. We've given him four more years of contract. Please help our hockey team win. Don't care about who you want to play with. So how long uh, uh, does Tavares get on uh, on a second line before Here's, you got to do something? I don't know. Let's get... Eight Remind game, me to get eight to games that. games at a point playing with Willie. Yeah. Probably getting to that conversation time. The one thing I do think is Tyler Bertuzzi is your best bet at salvaging a fifth forward who's really can be good, who can really be effective for you. But he can't put a puck in an ocean. Which right is now. where I'm going with this. I think Tavares, you'd be justified in saying, we're going to give Bertuzzi some net front time on PP1. You know, I know that sucks for JT. It's a hockey club, though. We're trying to get this guy going. Let Bertuzzi get some touches, get a goal, get some good juice going, get a little mojo, because you're right. He can't shoot it in from a foot away. This guy has played with the best players on the team all year. Can't score. All right, let's go to Sheldon Keefe, clip 10 on Tavares' slump. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt it's going to come for him. Um, but more importantly to me than whatever the you know the goals and assists and points might be, because the production will come. You know, <clears throat> John hasn't cheated for one second. He has. He's not concerned about it. John is at a point in his career as our captain and as a leader on our team where he he knows what's important. Uh, he needs to play the right way. He needs to take care of the puck. He needs to have good habits and details. And for a guy that hasn't had the production and is getting questions about it and all these kinds of things, to just stay with it, not cheat, not cheat the system, uh, not extend his shifts, but to do all the details and things, that allows us to be in a position, I think, to win a game 2-1 like we did tonight. So, yeah, I do think the results are going to come. But more importantly to me is that John's setting a great example for our team that it doesn't matter what his individual stats say. Uh, while he's fighting through it, he's not going to cheat the team in the system. Well, that's not a coach about to take away any ice time. That's for sure. I don't know. I've never, that's, you don't hear a coach coaching? You don't hear a coach coaching a guy? I hear all coaching. You ever hear uh, anyone in Boston talk about Patrice Bergeron like that during the game? Go, yeah, well, we know he's going to not take long shifts out there, right? (laughs) He he definitely, I mean, it's hard to be really bad against that Seattle team last night, but he was definitely better last night. Had the puck around him more, thought he had some few chances, kind of forced in it a bit, I thought, trying to find one because he was missing or whatever, but. The thing that, with like them beating teams that are a bit lower, like they all those guys look great against, yeah, eighteenth place teams. That clip was eye opening to me. That yeah. he went out of, and I feel the exact same way about you. You well, do morning. How he's long not he talking? Spoke. He's talking to him. Yeah, he's not talking to us. No. He's not talking to the fans. Nope. Who's he talking to in that clip? Him. John yeah. saying you're not going to cheat the game for us. You're going to stay with it. You're going to whatever. Like it feels like you're. That was a laundry list of things that yeah. you know. But I mean, kind of it. Like, there has been a bit of cheating, I'd say. Well, I think maybe he's aware <laughs> that it's starting to happen. He's going, Listen, all, one thing we know is he's not going to start all, doing that. All goal scorers cheat. Yeah, he's cheating. Right? It's yes. just about how how close can you make it to look like you're not. And the more goals you get, the more you're allowed to cheat. When you're not getting any goals, the coach starts to say, we know he's not going to cheat. <laughs> uh, Robertson? Simone. Robertson, yeah, let's talk about uh, Nick Robertson because uh, here's an here's another one. Uh, here's another Kipper's Clipper where I think Sheldon's hoping that Nick Robertson can hear. 
I thought, I thought Nick was excellent tonight. Uh, that's what I was hopeful for, hopeful for with both he and Timmons coming in. This has been not just a long trip, but it's been a tough stretch of games here for us for the last while. So it was important to get some fresh uh, legs and energy in here today. And you know, with Nick in particular, you you know he's going to give you everything he has. And at a time when we haven't used him on the trip, that he's he's going to have more in the tank than anyone else. And um, you know, with it being so tight, so tight a game, it was a little harder to get him out out on the the ice and uh, his minutes probably reflected that but I, I loved every second that he played on the ice he did a tremendous job not just because he scored the goal but how he worked and how he managed the game and managed the puck okay so the sense out there as of a few hockey clubs that I've spoken to mm-hmm. is that Brad Tree Living is not interested in giving up a first round pick or the two kids in junior we're Matthew Nyes. So what are you left with at the trade deadline? Would Nick Robertson be one of them? I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah, what do they have for picks? So they've got a third, fourth. Yeah, they got some late-round picks. This yeah. Year. All their late-round picks. So, um, yeah. How do you... You trade them right now. Best game of the year. If you sort the, <laughs> the Leafs team by goals for per game, the goals per game, he's fifth. It's yeah. The four stars, then Nick Robertson. Yeah. I don't know what you could get by himself, but you could package him with something to get some help on the blue line. But it it, it won't be Chris Tanev. Right. The Flames aren't like Nick right? Robertson's going to fix our problem. It won't be a Chikrin or a Hannafin. Can it be no-name brand Hannafin? I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Some discount version of one of these guys, Sealer Walker. Sealer Walker. There's a possibility if Nick can continue to show that that he he can score. Like what's he got now under ten minutes? Yeah, under ten minutes last night. He's got seven goals in seven games. I think that's one more than Tyler Bertuzzi. So you assume that there's 31 teams that can say. I don't know what Nick is, and I don't know if he's going to help me win in the playoffs, but can he score 15 or 20 goals for me next uh, year yes. he to help me year. get into the playoffs? Yeah. Just help me get in there. If I'm the Flyers, he's the perfect guy. Yeah. Take, right? Where it's like you're a flyer on him? Well, yeah. I mean, you're already overachieving. Mm-hmm. If you want to give up one of those guys that you mentioned with Sealer or Walker or whatever, you just added Drysdale. You're looking for more guys that you can build around. You take a shot on him, he clicks yeah. with the right guy. Like for to me, me, Blackhawks too. It's like yeah. you're, you're the, or the Sharks. You know, it's like I, he, so he doesn't play in the top six here. So I think that's a big reason. Like, I think, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I think it's a given that you know it's it's a Robertson and um, another another player. Is it? Can, can you sell Robertson and uh, Steve's who's in the minors? Right, he's been up a couple of times. He's not a regular on the Leafs right now. Or, you know, Holmberg now has drawn a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And where are you with Chip? With uh, Pontus. Like, he's hot too. Yeah. As far as true value on a guy who's got another year on his contract next year at 800000 he's a lot more attractive than he was yeah. four weeks ago. 100%. You know, there's there's an interesting thing in the NHL where, like, so to me, Nick Robertson, and I feel kind of like this about Max Domi, but we'll pretend I didn't say that. 
I feel like he's not probably not going to play in your top six as an offensive guy. Like if you're a, if you're a Stanley Cup contender, you don't see him on Colorado, who's winning a cup, or Vegas, who's winning a cup, or Tampa Bay, who's winning a cup. You can't picture him on any of those teams, but. He can score in this league. If you played him 82 games, I am confident he'll score you 25 goals. You could do it next year. But to me, it's not in the top six on a good team. So it is going to be some 24th. It's still the NHL, and you still need goals. So he could yeah. have value to a team oh, that's no. trying to get yeah. some offense. I agree with that. You know, trying to climb the standings, get it in contention, see if you can get close enough to for things to go right. Yeah. He can help someone. Now, how do you feel that the Leafs may not pick this year to go after a frontline defense of an avail who's available on on defense the biggest names on defense you think lee fans right now are expecting no tree living to go out there and do that i i, I don't think this is a particularly loved version of the toronto maple leafs if i'll be totally honest with you i think a lot of people are pretty would be pretty understanding of not going all in like i just you know you can only get the cupboard so bare fellas at some point here you know you, i like you can make some trades around the fringes but like, is Tanev going to make you a cup contender? Like, with your questions and net and everything else that we've talked about, I, I just, I don't think that Leaf fans are expecting them to go all in. I really don't. You know, they're, what's but funny I'm a, about this I'm team, a Knights fan now, so I don't really talk to right, many yeah. Leaf fans, so. It's not, you know, there is a way, because of the elite talent on this team, there's a way you can see it break right that they are a cup contender. That Joe Wall comes back and he's healthy and he's as good as he was before he was hurt. So now you've got a very good goalie. Mm-hmm. And you trade for one or two D and that patches your holes. McCabe's been way better for me. He's a valuable guy. Morgan's being awesome. Another good D or two. And then you've got your elite scores. Like I can do it. I can get there in my head where this is a legitimate cup contender. It just takes everything going right. Yeah. So yeah, and- how much do you want to bet on rolling the dice, you know, double sixes? 10 times in a row or whatever the math is. And a couple of their guys that are underperforming in the... I wouldn't know if... Uh, sorry, Dolmy's really underperforming. But Bertuzzi's way underperforming. But I think he's one of those Domi guys... four goals in 45 games. Yeah, but he's... A, but I, I don't know. I've just gotten more of what I expected out if, of Domi, I guess. If, but Do- yeah. Bertuzzi was so good in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So maybe once it flips, he turns it on. Domi's been a good playoff guy. Like, I just... Maybe it's a different or type maybe of team, move, or maybe they stink. Maybe I don't know. Uh, you come to the conclusion that if Bertuzzi is going to be this player, he's not doing it with us. We, it, we he's not. Can I move him? At, at, I mean, at I the end of the he, day, Holmberg's giving me more than Bertuzzi, anyways. Slide him in there for eight hundred grand next year. Yeah, it's just not for me. The thing is, with, there value in Bertuzzi well, still that a team thing, can go? Yes, he's not. He's not doing it for you. But I saw what he did in Boston, and I'm gladly take yeah. a second rounder for him. It's just problem is you need a guy this year. You need a left winger. That, you know, we you're need way someone. too thin without him. Yeah. And I know it's crazy to say thin, but like you just he occupies a spot on the yeah. left side. And you just need a guy who can be good. What is scary with Bertuzzi is he's had his thirty goal year. He before that he had two twenty one goal years yeah. in like eighty two games. So he mm-hmm. wasn't like an yeah. offensive dynamo. And otherwise, I see him struggling too in his own zone. I do yeah. slow, and he's not. He's got yeah. heavy feet right now. Yeah. Uh, they, the Leafs have played a lot of hockey lately, and you can kind of see it, right? Like, this is not the most dynamic outside of Matthews guy right now that, you know, from a lot of guys. Okay, we're going to take a, a quick break. break here, and when we come back, we'll uh, continue our conversation on the Leafs as they head in towards uh, a back-to-back with the Winnipeg Jets before breaking for 
All-Star Weekend. In the second hour, Mike Rupp will join us. Plenty of news around the National Hockey League. Yeah, what oh, happened? And some positive stuff after the break, too. What happened? Corey Perry, not oh. a Toronto Maple Leaf. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that after the break. And also the Islanders with Patrick Waugh. We'll get into that with Rupper at the top of the hour. So much more to go on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Do not go away. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Liu. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, and Sammy, Mr. Vegas. Oh, yeah. That's what they call McKee. Mr. Vegas. Are you getting any messages at all saying, get the... Knight's hat off. No, no one said that. Nothing. But I I personally love this hat. Uh, it's very nice. Love the shimmer. <laughs> I will say their team store was insane. Yeah. The things you could buy in there. You could buy like frilled jackets. And, like, it was, it was <laughs> unlike anything I've ever seen. What did they charge you for a hat like that? I think it was 35 bucks. Yeah. American. Yeah. Yeah, so 50. So still 85 Canadian. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. least. It was pretty reasonable, but I mean, honestly. you're not getting it cheaper here. Yeah, it was reasonable. Yeah. Okay, one of the biggest stories around the National Hockey League today, uh, Corey Perry signing and uh, now a member of the Edmonton Oilers. In the second hour, we're going to go into greater detail on this. Yeah. So uh, I will just throw it from a, a Maple Leaf perspective here. Sammy, how yeah. disappointed is Leaf Nation that watching Corey Perry reinvent himself as one of the better role players on a hockey club, uh, didn't end up in Toronto. Yeah, I I wouldn't say that I've gotten a ton of messages about it today, surprisingly. I haven't really heard from a lot of people on it, which surprised me considering when he first was a free agent, everyone was pretty excited about the potential you, of it. No, so you thought were. about it. Well, you no, were. A lot of people were. And I have to say that you look at the Leafs' bottom six and you can't lie to yourself and say there's a pretty clear need, need with the Leafs where a guy like that, a playoff-proven guy, where you would want to have him in there. But on the other side, and we're going to get more into this in the National Hour, I watched that press conference today, and I, it, I would be lying to you if I told you it didn't feel a little dirty. Yeah. So I, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. I think I, I can't completely kill the Oilers because I would have wanted him on the lease, but at the same time, it's like, ugh, I don't know. So I, I'm kind of stuck in between, fellas. Is he going to really help? Uh, yeah, he'll probably help. I don't know, you know... I'm not 100% sold that he's going to be as much of a difference maker as people think he is. You know, he hasn't played for two months. Two months. At 30, yeah. whatever he is. You he's know, on the ice five times a week, he said, during yeah. the time. So, yeah, know. you know how it is. You can practice all you like. It's not the same as playing He's got off. plenty of time. All he really needs to do is get himself ready for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I just, I don't, I'm not as sold that this is going to be a hockey slam dunk, but it probably will be better than they let Adam Ernie go, who's a pretty good player, but nothing special. Yeah. Okay. No Corey Perry, but also no Ryan Reeves to be found for Sheldon Keefe mm-hmm. to find different places or areas to put him in. So what is the deal here in terms of his availability or is he not available based on yeah. still being on a long-term injury reserve? I do just want to note for people in the Perry thing, we're going to talk more about the well-roundedness of this conversation. You know, that was a pretty quick hockey two cents. So there is more on that coming. Um, yeah, the Reeves thing's interesting. Luke Fox talked to him, and, and Reeves is like, I'm healthy. I, you know, I've been ready to play for weeks. 
and you know he's still on IR. And so I do wonder. That's here's, a, here, here's the quote. Okay. Yeah, I've been ready for a couple of weeks now. That's a question for them. I'm not in those the rooms in those conversations. I'm not going to speculate anything. Just stay ready. And if I get called upon, I don't. I'll get my work in. But I do think that the Leafs are at some risk there of, look, you know, you can't keep a healthy player on IR. Right? Like the PA would not love that, I would think. So something's got to get. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We've We've seen teams manipulate this thing before and – how do you stop it? Like, oh, our player well, thinks he's you, healthy. You stop. We're the doctors. Well, yeah, I, I think there's a really fair. But when the player says I'm healthy, you know, and the team disagrees, you, someone needs to follow up on that. So I think there's a game this Wednesday. They'll probably sort it out before then. I don't. Like, but by sorting it out, that means someone yeah. has to go on waivers, right? Like he's another contract. Yeah. Is it a foregone conclusion that the way Holmberg stepped up? At times, you love McMahon. Nick Robertson had the game of his life. Where is this guy ever going to fit back into the lineup? Do you think Brad Tree living after 20-some games? I don't know how many Ryan Reeves has played exactly. Uh, 21? 21 games will admit a three-year contract is a bust? That's a pretty big statement in January when you just got the job. But I think think they're going to waive him. Kipper's right, though. It's like, where does he play? Yeah. He's just going to continue to sit. Like maybe if he clears, he can go down and play with the Marlies and get back up to sh- shape or whatever. But Listen, this is that's probably where it's this starts. is yeah. yeah. What do you call it? A conditioning stint or whatever. This oh is, yeah, this is Wayne Simmons all over again. Except it's not Wayne Simmons wasn't three year contract. Yeah, was, was it? Wayne willing to hang around? I'm not talking about yeah. contracts. I'm talking yeah. about a guy that they refused to put in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with them? So, this was so the, bad. the difference, this one, this Wayne, so Simmons, so Wayne, Wayne Simmons refused to play another game in the American Hockey League. And with his career, I couldn't blame him. You, yeah, but he was an excellent NHL player for a long time. And, you know, good on the Leafs for respecting that. But it ultimately did nothing for him moving forward. Yeah. And the Leafs drew their line in the sand saying, hey, listen, you don't want to play, don't play. And you know, could factor into putting you back in or not later on, we don't know, but you're not playing here. And that's all that's going on right now, I think, with Ryan Reeves. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, he's got a three-year deal, so what? You wave him, you put him in the minors, you get to write off 950 of it, if I'm uh, not mistaken. 1.1? 1. 1. Yeah. 1.15? Okay, so what are you left with? 200 grand? Yes, 200 grand. Big deal. Well, it's not no deal, but you're right. It's not, it's not no deal, yeah. but it's not a big deal. It's not. It, so it's, people get caught just, caught up on the the feeling that you signed him to a three year deal. So what? It's well, just cash for them. It is. It is just cap, but it's also like your cash. But it's also like it is a contract towards your fifty contracts, and that's annoying. And it's two hundred grand, which you know, it's just a little bit annoying. And it's just it, I, you know, yeah, like it's another I, guy you can't invite to camp, and it's just annoying. I get it. I get it. It's, and he's and you just signed it, and it's not like he's you know gave you a good year. No, out of he's it not Mister Quiet Guy. Yeah. He's not like the guy that's like going to go out there and not say anything. He's already talking to Luke Fox, telling him that he's pissed he's not playing. How do you think he's going to say to old Luke when he goes down? Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, TBD, but it does feel like and I was they got to find I, a solution here. I can't sit here and say that I was not excited about this signing. I wonder and I feel if like anyone an idiot. would grab him. I wonder if anyone would say, hey, we need this element in our, on our team. 
you know, like the, the Blackhawks want to protect Bedard or whatever for a couple of years while he's developing and they're losing. I don't know. I, I don't think he did himself any favors by coming out and fighting in two out of three games. Yeah, and then not the, for the first two, and, and, and then never again. not again. Or at least making noise about it, or at least creating a bit of a a different feel for the organization. He was supposed to come in and give them a different feel. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. You know what I think is hard is I think these guys, like Reeves is a smart guy. I think these guys get older and they're still tough, but they don't want to fight all the time. They, no one no. would want to fight all the time. When you you're hope. 37 years old, 38, but that's... You're right. The job. So. You're, right, you're right. And and then you, you, you want to have your reputation carry yes. the weight mm. of whatever you're trying to uh, portray. Yes. Oh, I come in pretty hot. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, he can't. There's, you know, having an image to portray, and but he just can't play. Yeah. Like, he's just. In his we saw We saw it, him playing. Like, you, it was a good shift if he didn't get scored on. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get in Samsonov before we change oh, yeah. hours here. Yeah. All right. Is that okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, I have nothing else best, to add except best and by far uh, the look that he had a good portion of last season. How's that? I mean, some unbelievable saves. You know, going yeah. post to post and not necessarily like the desperation type that we, you know, because yeah. he's over pushing, just a really good game. In a game that would have been hard because he only saw 15, 16, yeah, 17 I thought bucks. He, I thought he had, he found the center of his net is the best way I can describe last right. night what I saw. Yeah, if he's over pushing, he can't get those toes across to, yeah. on the comebackers. All right, let's get, oh, uh, your, no, let's get Sheldon in on what he saw from Samsonov. Confident and prepared, I would say, for whatever was going to come at him, you know, and, and uh, he didn't get a lot of work here tonight, but that sometimes is even harder because you got long gaps between us. So you got to really stay focused, and uh, yeah, he was he was great. I mean, we, you know, you look at that third period save that he made. I mean, he it was his first shot of the of the uh, of the period that he had faced. I don't know how you know it's over ten minutes of, of game time and no shots, and then you got to make a big save. So. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. A few huge saves in the second period as well. So, uh, tremendous job for him. Really happy for him. Obviously, it's been a been a tough road for him. But he's worked extremely hard. And as I uh, had alluded to before the game, to me, it, it's it had felt all week, you know, like he was uh, back to himself. And uh, you know, today was certainly a good indication of that. Can he be Stu Skinner? And find it, have a turning point where all of a sudden he's just good again. I need about five more of those. Yeah, not, not ready to just say it's a, we're fixed here. Can, can I tell you something? Yeah, you can get five. You're still going to be nervous, absolutely, in March. No, you you know me very well, Kipper. You're bang on. Or in the first round. Yes. So it doesn't really. It, he can. The relationship he, is he definitely can, frayed. He, yeah. he he can build blocks, which I thought he did last night. Uh, but there will always be that seed of doubt. I think I said last night, and if I didn't, I, I was thinking it, that, you know, in the backup role, it's just so much easier to trust Martin Jones, who, you know, such a calm, big yeah. pro, like you just think he'll go in there if you need him to just yeah. face the puck and do his job, that it's really hard. Samsonov will have to be really good for a good stretch for me to be like, it should be Wool and Samsonov. Like, it's going to be hard to get back there for me. And if Samson, when Wall comes back, 
I think after seeing what the people have seen from uh, Martin Jones, probably get claimed. Oh right? yeah, really, really tough to put him through waivers. That's true. I doubt he would get through again. So you know, it's the big decision looming with the goaltending when when Wall gets back. Yeah. But yeah. at least you were happy for him. I think we saw Willie belt. Willie Nylander's reaction after the game. Yeah. I mean, hey, he seems like a well liked guy. He's he's been through a lot. Yeah. yeah. Finally, some Can smile. He, but. Pro sports, congratulations. Okay, like, well, congratulations. You got a win against the crappy Kraken. Like. Well, once <laughs> once again, I'll be the first one to say that every time I go this way, uh, Sheldon Keefe goes the other way with the goaltending. Yeah. But he has to play now. <laughs> Samsonov Wednesday. I agree. You can't carry all that momentum and have him look as close as he did last year and not play carry that in and go back to the goalie right now who's exhausted in Martin Jones. Yeah. yeah. It makes no sense. 100%. It's got to be. Got to be. Okay. Anyways, uh, from February 1st to the 3rd, all the stars are in Toronto for the NHL All-Star Weekend. And we'll be giving away tickets to the different events and episodes today until January 26th. Today we have tickets for the NHL All-Stars competition featuring 12 NHL All-Stars competing in a series of challenges like Rogers NHL Hardest Shot for a chance to take home a prize of $1 million. Yes. To answer for a ch- uh, to enter for a chance to win, text in today's code word million to five ninety five ninety, and we'll have another code word in tomorrow's episode. So be sure to tune in. That code word again, fellas, is million. Two Toronto Maple Leafs, I believe, are representing the team in the skills contest. I believe it's Matthews and Nylander. Mm-hmm. So that should be uh, you know a couple yeah. of guys with skills. Twelve in total. Yeah, I think we had a kind of a description of what fans could expect in our show last night. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Can I give you a follow-up test anything... and see how it went? No, you. You're the brains of this whole operation. <laughs> Not me. There's six events, and the players will choose four to go in. They will collect five points for first place. Yada, yada. Collect points, four events, then move on. I guess other events. Matthews is going on accuracy shooting. Yeah, Matthews. all I know is Matthew said he's not going in fast skating. See, this yeah. is why I have you on the show. Willie should go fast skating. Because you're smart. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Yes, Mike Rupp will join us, and we will get into the Corey Perry signing with the Edmonton Oilers. Don't go away.